guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you've listened a time or two, then you know I talk about research a lot. Researching for your messaging, researching your audience, researching your best channels or ways of communicating with your audiences. But how exactly do you do this research? And hey, I promise that although research sounds like it's not quite sexy, well, okay, it isn't, but it isn't difficult either, and it does give you better results. So grab a pen and paper over the intro and have a listen to today's episode. Hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence with me, Janice. On this podcast, we talk about all things strategic communication, messaging, and content creation. So whether you're creating content for your business or as your business, I know you will find something in this episode that will help you be successful. When you look at strategy or strategic communications, You have to include research. Research is what grounds your next steps. It will point you in the right direction, provide you with ideas and opportunities. It'll show the gaps and lead to more questions or avenues to wander. And if you don't have good information to base your decisions off of, then you're guessing. And while guessing is okay, when you have no idea on a multiple choice test and each guess has a 25% chance of being right, That guess is decidedly less cool when it takes weeks or months to find out if you guessed right and lost all of that time and a stack of money in the process. In other words, you don't want to guess too much when it comes to your business, but really you don't have to because we have opportunities to find the answers or their indicators all around us. There are many, many ways to do research. Hey, do you remember having to go to the library and look up actual books, often with a heavy old card catalog or sometimes the microfiche. That research was great for when it was published. If you were looking for sociological information, information about people's current attitudes and ideas and choices, well that research was not always reliable. 
The amount of filtering that happened with the data collection between who was asked and what they were asked and how their answers were coded or recorded, not to mention the amount of time that elapsed between the asking of the questions and getting the results reviewed and published, distributed, well, it could be a long time. Life moved a bit slower in those days. Today, life moves fast. When looking for information on what people think of your business, of your competitor, of the problem you solve or hope to solve, you need to be fairly fast when it comes to managing your strategy, including the research part. You know where I'm going with this, right? I'm going to the internet, specifically to social media, which can do you a world of good, with a caveat. Now, all of this goes without saying that you obviously have to start with a goal. It's a strategy, after all, and without that target, there's no point in doing anything else. And I know you know that, but I do need to say it so that my conscience is clear and my messaging is consistent. Here's my step-by-step -step on how to use other people's or businesses' social media as a research tool. First, make a list of keywords. These are the words or the short phrases that you're going to be looking for. They're the words that mean something to you, to your business, to your product, your service, or even your industry. So if you're an aromatherapist who specializes in creating products for children with learning disabilities, your list could include children's aromatherapy, cedar oil, ADHD oils, ADHD aromatherapy products, ADHD mom, autism mom, ADHD or sensory hacks, aromatherapy hacks for kids, just to name a few. But you don't need a huge list, unless you have lots of time or someone to help. You need a pointed list of maybe five terms or phrases that really narrowly pertain to your thing and how you talk about it or how you want others to talk about it. The next list you want to write includes the top three to five people in your industry or those who do the same thing as you. Pick some successful big businesses and some who are smaller and independent so that you have a variety to draw conclusions from. Usually a smaller independent business will have a different type of engagement and communication style than a large business, for example. Now, the second thing to do is to hunt down your keywords. A word of caution, this could take the rest of your life if you allow it. So take two to three hours and then be done. Move on. Head to your favorite interactive social media platform and plug in one of those words or phrases right into the search function. Just see what comes up. You're looking for posts initially to see how other people are talking about well, whatever it is you want to know about. Look for how they use the phrase you've searched for. Look at the images. Look at the other words or the phrases that they've used to supplement or flesh out the post. Are they positive or negative? Do you feel curious to learn more? Do you feel a bit put off using the product or service? Do you feel like you urgently need this in your life due to either fear or a deep desire? You ask yourself these things and note the answers because how you feel about words will affect your communications. You might use the word ADHD hack when you're talking, but when you see it written down in someone else's space, it might not land as well, for example. 
If you have a reaction to a phrase when someone else uses it, don't dismiss that reaction. Consider it and then decide if you want to continue using that word or the phrase or not. Sometimes knowing what not to say is just as helpful as knowing what to say. Okay, so you know what you're looking for in the copy and the images of these posts. And these are just random posts that came up when you searched for one of your keywords. But let's not forget about the comments. Oh, the comments can be a treasure trove of insights. And if there are no comments, don't jump to any conclusions. No comments can be attributed to a small following, the audience, they might be busy people who take information in and not be bothered to comment. Maybe the post doesn't invite responses, or maybe it was posted in the middle of another large event which took up the audience's attention and they never even saw the post. Or there could be any other of a number of possibilities. But if there are comments, get ready to do some critical reading. This isn't a summer read at the beach. You're looking for specific things. First, scan through really quickly and get a feel for the tone. Are the comments mostly positive or negative? Then you're looking to see if others have used the same phrase you searched for and how they've used it. What else do they say? Do they use words or phrases you didn't think to put in your initial search list? Are they asking questions that you can answer? Many people would say that this is your chance to drop a helpful breadcrumb. That's where you comment to lead a trail back to you and your expertise, if you're not familiar with the term in this context. But to me, that's called distraction and going off task. If you're like me, you'll lose the run of yourself and you'll never get back on what you started out to do. Plus, it's a bit scuzzy to go on someone else's business post and try and poach a commenter. Make a note of what's said or the question asked because that is useful for you when the time comes to create content. Make a note, keep going. Once you've asked the questions for the posts and the comments for a selection of the original posts, do it again for the next keyword. Now you might find some overlap, you, you might find some new stuff, but you can see how easily this can get out of hand from a time management perspective. So seriously, give yourself a time limit and stick to it, keeping in mind that you're going to have to repeat the process when you go to the social feeds for the specific businesses you also listed, because they may not have come up in your original general keyword searches. And those specific businesses, are they even talking about what you're researching? Why or why not, do you think? Do they know something you don't? Or does it just not fit with their brand or product or service line? If they are, how are they and their commenters talking about it? Are there questions being asked? What other phrases or words are being used? Look, it's the same process as before, just with specific businesses and their posts. The third step is if you feel like you need more data and you have an extra 15 minutes to an hour, you can also check specific businesses in an industry adjacent to yours or who have an overlap. So going back to the aromatherapy business, you could look up school psychologists to see how they're addressing learning disabilities. What words or phrases do they use? Does anyone ever ask them about aromatherapy? Do they have products they recommend? And 
that's an opportunity for you to make an introduction down the road when you have your messaging decided, okay? So make a note of that one. Or a possibly much quicker tip is to simply check the trending topics in the social formats that have that function. Sometimes I pop into LinkedIn's hashtags or the trending articles, or I look at Twitter's trending listing to see if there's anything relating to me or my clients. Sometimes there is something happening that eventually I would have found out about, but I'd rather be at the top of a valuable topic rather than miss the whole thing and thereby an opportunity to show my clients as experts with opinions to share. Earlier, I had mentioned that there were some caveats to this research method, and I also mentioned critical reading. The thing is, is that you're getting information from an invested group of people. Remember how the old published research had filters that could skew the data? This is the same thing. Sometimes you only have access to a group of people with a certain belief set or lifestyle or income level. Basically, a similar set of experiences and values. And that's why we try and look at competitors, at trends and industry leaders, to try and inject some diversity into the answers that we collate. However, it might not be bad if these are exactly the people you want to target, you just need to be aware that your data might be skewed due to the source. Another thing to consider is that the people who have answered or commented, while they may not be the people you want to target, their answers also may not be accurate. Their answers may be reactionary. They may not have ever used the product or service. They may have no experience that they are basing their comments on. Just because someone says, they completely recommend using such and such aromatherapy-based hand cream for an ADHD child as a hack, doesn't mean they've ever actually used it and had results. Sure, they hit a load of your keywords, but how valuable is that information? They might be commenting that the product or service is too expensive, but in reality, the service is being offered in person, such as an aromatherapy consultation, and the person doesn't even live in the province. Their comment is irrelevant because their situation doesn't relate. So we just need to be aware of the value of the information that we're gathering. Once you've researched the posts and the comments for themes and trends, and then evaluated those results in terms of relevancy, you can use what you've found to help you create your messaging strategy and create your own content or whatever it was that you were trying to do. Now remember, you never want to outright copy what other people are saying. It looks like you haven't put any thought or effort into your own work and will make your prospective clients and customers suspect your product or service will be a ripoff as well. It also doesn't help you create an identity. It doesn't help you stand out when you sound like everyone else. And frankly, you deserve better than that. If you want help taking this research and creating your own strategic messaging, I do have a messaging workbook available on my webpage. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's an 11-page workbook, there's no fluff, that explains the connection between your business goals and messaging. It walks you through how to draft your messaging and then how to effectively use it in a variety of situations, with examples and even some media relations tips, because once you know your messaging, you'll be confident enough to get out and start using it. I hope you found this episode helpful, and if you know of anyone who could benefit from what I've talked about, 
why not share it with them? Or you could leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you're on. Hey, did you know that I'm on Good Pods? That's a fantastic way to discover and support independent podcasters. Ratings and reviews help bring a podcast to other listeners' attention. And I know I super appreciate them, so thank you to those who have already done so. And if you ever wished that you could hear from me more than once a week, why not sign up for my email list? I follow up on the podcast topic with more details on how to use the information in your life or your business, and I usually have some sort of story or something to share as well. You can sign up on my website at janusfogarty.com, and I'll leave links in the show notes, of course. Until next week, my friend, have a fan-freaking-tastic rest of your day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.